RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Tuesday night edition. Excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting and finding out uh, what's on your radar this evening. And I hope everyone's doing well. But before I dive into some articles I have here, any first time viewers, we'd love to find out uh, where, you're well, <clears throat> where you're checking in from. So feel free to throw out in the chat. Uh, and I would definitely love to acknowledge your presence. Then when the phone lines open up, 313-462-0027 is the number to call and let your voice be heard. And so uh, it looks like this digital, <laughs> the digital push towards uh, basically making sure every single person on the planet participates is still continuously ramping up. And so I want to get your thoughts on the video done earlier about the Nigerian Inera and how that downloadable app is uh, set up and rolled out and people can uh, connect it to their existing bank account and uh, I guess top it up a little bit with some uh, <laughs> some of the local currency there in Nigeria. But uh, I wanted to also talk about, looks like the FDIC is looking to further uh, allow banks, your regular commercial banks to get involved with the crypto space as well. So that's a, a somewhat of, I guess, good news for those that are excited about this uh, push for adoption, because this is a, the, probably the uh, the big kahuna right here as far as getting uh, uh, people to have access to cryptos in their wallet right away. But anyway, a couple other stories you want to touch on. So let me check in via chat real quick. And then as always, I want to make sure uh, you guys have topics of any kind, throw it in the chat or when the phone lines open up, give me a call. We'd love to, to touch on those as well, because there's always more stories than uh, one person can keep an eye on. So look forward to hearing from you guys. Uh, so it says Mama Bear here says, hi, all. Uh, hubby got out of ICU unit. What again? Yes. Third hospital. Been long few months. Uh, coughing up blood. Uh, COVID killed his lungs. He's home with his sister, which is all a nurse. She's caring for him. So Mama Bear, I wish you the best with you and hubby down there. I believe you guys are in Florida. Uh, praying for the best for you guys. So we'll definitely remember to lift them up in prayer tonight when we get ready to close out. Uh, we got King D checking in. We got Jay. We got Mike C. Uh, we got Major Kim. We got DC Precise. Uh, Jermaine Scott, Mr. Nitty. Uh, let's see here. So we got LBP. We got Philman checking in. Uh, we got Demona, Monero Wana, <laughs> Anthony checking in. We got Larissa Jackson checking in as well. We got uh, Roger. Ro oh, I'm going to butcher that. So uh, let me see. I don't want to butcher that, but I just say Rogelio, Rogello, Rogello, Rogello. <sighs> Probably butchering it. But from California, appreciate you, man. Sorry if I butchered your name. We got Daryl checking in. Uh, okay, fair amount of people here over here, Inspector J. Appreciate you guys. Lose Campus. Compass is checking in. S400. Uh, Nick T. My fiance introduced me to your show. Love it. Sorry to hear about the coughing of the blood COVID. Yeah. So that's definitely so. And as always, man, want to make sure we uh, lift up, you know, any of the community members as well as just anybody in general that's dealing with any type of ailments or sickness, especially has something to do with this whole thing we're experiencing uh, because it is impacting people uh, at different times, different places. So, uh, but anyway, feel free to throw out some topics on, on your guys' side and we'll definitely touch on it. And I'll jump into uh, the leading article. Two or three articles here worthwhile, and then we'll open up the phone lines. Curious to hear what you guys think. But uh, this right here came out today about midday. And, of course, it was tweeted heavily on the social media sphere. But the FDIC chairman or chairwoman, uh, U.S. regulators exploring how banks could hold Bitcoin. And so 
here we have the push to get the commercial banks into the crypto space for the average retail investor, aka depositor. And so I was actually thumbing through this article here is real short and sweet. But ultimately, uh, it looks like they have been attempting to find a way to merge this in there. And of course, this was all a part of the plan. So it's nothing new here. But what I find it of the most interest is that as a system is starting to crumble as a part of their shift into this digital sphere, they're trying to make it appear as if this is something that uh, I guess came out of the blue. This was uh, not a part of the original plan, but uh, I would definitely not fall for that one. And so there's more information here. I'll save you guys all the details here. But it says the FDIC is one of the three leading U.S. bank regulators, including the Federal Reserve and the Comptroller of Currency. And so it said in May, the Fed Vice Chairman Supervision, uh, Randall Quero, said that these three agencies were working together on a sprint on the cryptocurrency regulation. McWilliams remarks indicate that he might starting to bear might be starting to bear fruit. And so what I found the most interesting is that we got the Federal Reserve. The comptroller of currency, which we talked about that a little bit last night, how Biden is putting in someone who is being touted as hating commercial banks or not too favorable commercial banks uh, in that position. And then we have the FDIC. And so the FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, was initially set up to basically insure all depositors. But yet we all know that uh, based upon the amount of currency in creation, as well as all the accounts, all the currency in the accounts, what they have on reserve for themselves to back up all the depositors is literally probably it's literally less than one percent of actual insurance that they have to back everybody up. And so I would assume that their desire to get into uh, the crypto space would definitely bring in more revenue for the banks first and foremost. But it also might, uh, as it says here, them having that on their balance sheets will put them in a much more favorable position as uh, the currency dilution continues and it's absorbed or be or rather brought into the crypto space as a kind of like a counter hedge towards diminish, diminishing purchasing power of currencies but appreciation of those digital assets on one side can counter can counter some of that reaction there in this uh upcoming uh deflationary crash that will basically take down all the uh real world assets with them and so I think they want to make sure they have a little bit of insurance themselves when the uh, uh, currency printers and things like that go crazy. But anyway, something worth talking about. Uh, over here, I see he says, uh, Mike, RTD, have you found the Queen's speech about our last Christmas? Can I find anything on Google? Are they hiding it from us uh, over here? Uh, other than uh, attempting when it was mentioned the other day, I didn't have a chance to go back and look for it. But. As I as I was you know hearing them describe some of that things, I remember hearing it because I'm sure I commented on in the past years, but I didn't bother go looking for it. But yet, over the last year or two, especially, a lot of uh, interesting stories that were once freely and freely circulating on the internet has uh, mysteriously come up missing. So it would not surprise me one bit that any story of that nature that pinpoints to any other events that those people on the, I guess, the far right or conspiracy theorists could use as a way of bringing back up, bringing back up old points might be removed. So wouldn't put it past the uh, algorithms to bury stuff like that. 
Um, a YouTube man here says, uh, anyone familiar with the fourth turning in like 10 years, the world should be in a lot better place. The question is how bad things will get until they get better. Uh, YouTube man, great uh, comment there. And so I was actually watching some of the most recent interviews by the uh, author of the fourth turning uh, and in listening to his description of the current cycle that we're in, which according to his calculations based upon history shows that there's going to be an, an, an imaginable or unimaginable amount of pain and destruction as the tide shifts. And so it's very informative because he's been able to connect past events to formulate that theory of about 10 to 20 years or so. But I also watched a video of, of him about 10 years ago. And he was also saying that at the great financial crisis timeframe, 08, 09, 2010, he also was talking about entering into the fourth uh, turning as well at that particular time. So here we are 12 years later and I'm hearing him now say the same thing. So time frame wise, given that what we're currently witnessing now as a global event, I think it can uh, disrupt some of the prior cycles that has allowed him to come up with those uh, yearly periods to where we might be in a zone that might resemble the beginnings of a fourth turning, but yet the longevity of it, I don't think we really know how bad things could get. But of course, as we get through it, there's always something good on the other side. It's just going to be a matter of how long this lasts. So who knows? I don't know, but it's something worth keeping an eye on. So uh, definitely like that. Uh, okay, so let me keep moving. A couple articles here, then I'll open the phone line. We can chit chat. So here's something I want to bring up as well. Uh, passed to me by one of the community members, and it has more to do with the whole digital push. And so now, first article we talked about FDIC wanting to put primarily Bitcoin and some other top cryptocurrencies on their balance sheet, basically to protect themselves from the uh, central bankers, probably. Uh, but yet now we have what's happening in Australia, and so the push of crackdown and complete takeover of the government there is moving to the next level. So here it looks like the rollout of their digital identity system. And so it says your digital identity makes uh, accessing governmental services online simpler, safer, and secure. So accessing government services. So here's one of the things, what type of services would you really need in a normal environment? You know, only a certain amount of people actually requested or wanted government services. But during this transformation period, they're wanting everybody to rely upon the government. So this is one of those things where this is how they sell it by making it appear that it's something good because you can access government services. What if you, what if you don't want government service? What about if you want nothing to do with this? It doesn't really matter because they're going to roll this out and you're going to be ex expected to have it or not be able to participate in society. And so it looks like they're looking to get some feedback uh, from the people. So we'll see how that goes. But it says Australia's draft of the digital identity legislation is available for the public consultation until October 27th. So basically until tomorrow, Australians have a chance to go in and I guess share their opinion as if it really matters. I don't think it will, but uh, it's always good to be able to find out what they're trying to throw your way. But here's some of the benefits it says here as if people really give a damn, but just more push towards a digital transformation that they're taking us down. And eventually this type of stuff will be rolled out here. And then also, if you guys haven't noticed or may not have paid attention to yesterday, according to the CDC, 
they announced that all foreigners coming into this country, they must show participation in this whole program, i.e. that new vaccine passport. And so I remember last, I think it was earlier this summer, we we're talking about the, the, nece- the, ne- the necessity of testing foreigners that come in. I'm thinking like, wow, so that's going to definitely put other countries in a position where everyone coming from America or from North America rather will be required to test. So now they're putting it at the whole nother level of needing the vaccine passports coming in. So it's just a matter of time before Americans are not allowed to go anywhere outside this country as well, unless you too also have that passport handy to show. So just it's interesting to see how this stuff is rolled out slowly, but surely. And it's, it flies by real nonchalantly on the mainstream media, just because they focus on so much of the fear tactics that uh, they want to put out there. And then since I'm talking on another note, it looks like, uh, I think it was 17 to 17 to zero uh, CDC, the FDA, whatever, approved that children between the ages of five of five and 11 can also participate in this program now. So just taking the game a little bit further. And then uh, on the last note, I'm curious to get your guys thoughts on the video that I put out earlier in regards to the E-Naira, if I'm saying that correctly. But I thought it was worth mentioning just because we're going to eventually see this similar process at some point where you can just simply log on to your phone, download it from the iOS or Android store. And one, instead of it saying that E-Naira is going to say the E-U-S-D and they'll probably have some type of E and then instead of the N, it'll be a dollar sign or, or something like that. You get my drift. Some type of dollar sign with the E surrounded, meaning electronic. And then here's a little slogan, the same Naira, more possibilities. But then I mentioned how the Naira has basically been devalued. <laughs> exponentially over the last uh, couple of months, especially the year or so. So I don't want those possibilities and I don't want that same era. But anyway, so just the process here of downloading it, where you're going to have your first name, sure name, date of birth, state of origin, your account number tied to your current bank. And that's one thing I wanted to touch on is that whoever you're banking with now, for starters, I would assume just for verification's sake and a way to probably merge, eventually merge your accounts you're going to have the new EUSD from the Federal Reserve, your current bank account, whether it's Wells Fargo, Bank of America, whoever. So reading this description here, they say once you get to your your bank account, your 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 uh, commercial bank account that you have now, there will be a tab. There will be a tab in your current cell phone app now. And it'll say for them, it says Enero at the top or something like that. You click on that. Then that right there is pulls up a file to put your same information in and then those two wallets merge or they, or they connect. And so you then can you know upload or transfer funds from your current bank account, I guess through their system from the digital dollar version into the electronic EUSD. So how all that will play out, who knows as of now, but just this process here, we can learn a lot as far as how this is going to operate. But you see the formalities of what they're looking for just for the, the ease and convenience of joining their rebranded system of uh, this digital currency sphere they want to take us into. So, but anyway, uh, a couple more articles here. It is, so just some headlines that caught my attention. Uh, it talks about the engineered collapse. It says more than a hundred Republicans warn Biden's massive 3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill will be the final nail in the coffin of America's struggling supply chain. 
And so ultimately, it looks like there's a little pushback from across the aisle. As it says here, about 100 or so Republicans, good guy, bad guy. We'll see. And so they're not going to jump on board and not going to vouch for any of this three point five five trillion dollar spending until Biden is able to work out some of the issues with the supply chain. And so here's uh, Representative Sam Graves says, Mr. President, we have to address the global supply chain crisis before Congress considers your radical tax uh, spending agenda that makes that's making matters even worse. The crisis isn't going to go away if you keep uh, pretending it isn't happening. So just a little something there. And then on another note here, despite all the activity that's happening, it looks like China is still getting their weight up. So it's one of those things they distract with all types of stuff here in the Western Hemisphere. They're just they're just ramming the digital transformation down our throat by enticing people to participate in a program that just seems too hard to pass up. How could you turn down Bitcoin and the crypto assets when they've increased 400 percent over the last year? Like it's, it's so hard to not want to participate. But along the way, central banks that are set, that, that's setting up this digital transformation, they themselves are deciding to hold or hoard metals. So here it says uh, China's September net gold imports via Hong Kong hits five month high. So while the people are enticed and excited by digits, the central banks that create the digits, they're getting physical. Hmm. Take it for what it's worth. But yet, once again, it just says here, the world's top consumer stood at 38, 34,000 tons in September compared to 21,000 21, tons in August. So hmm, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Anyway, enough me ranting. Let's talk. What other subject matter you guys want to touch on? A lot of things unfolding right now, both good and bad. Curious to hear what you guys are uh, keeping an eye on. So feel free. Let me know. Let's talk. Phone lines are open. Uh, and also highlight at rethinking the dollar in the chat. And then I'll definitely jump on it if I see it and we can make it work. Uh, Lala says uh, Chuck Schumer says the bill back better agenda will pass and go forth in a recent speech. So it, I, I'm assuming based upon that statement there, if it does pass, it's going to be solely a democratically led charge, which is what they had the power to do all along. And so other than them wanting to make it appear that it could be a bipartisan type of bill, the Democrats controlling everything for the most part can push anything through. So why, why have they waited? Why wouldn't they have done it before would be my question. And so assuming the fallout from this is something that they may not want to be on the hook for, because definitely next year when it comes to midterms to re up for those seats, a lot of people will have to give uh, account to their votes when it comes to these type of agendas, whether they did it or did not. Uh, Mr. Steve says, build back gallows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, it will, it would be good. It would be a good day for humanity. If we were actually able to see the true crimes against humanity, this being perpetrated by people in positions of power over the people to actually be brought to justice, because I've been very, uh, tough on a lot of the politicians, both good and bad, just because we get a lot of yip yapping, a lot of talking, a lot of people talk good, talk bad, making it seem as if they care. But in actuality, things only get worse. They cannot actually create the type of change we need because that basically means redoing everything as we've known it and starting over again, which would cause too much pain. Because starting everything over, rebooting the system, 
obviously would erase, it would null and void all prior contracts, all prior debt obligations, including our currency. And so that'll never happen. So the, you know, the, the evil as well as the corruption must continue on, but it'd just be good to see if there was, could be some justice served at some point, preferably starting with it. Uh, Dr. Fauci would be nice, but wouldn't hold my breath or the Clintons, either one. Hello, Carlos. What's your name? Where you calling from? Yeah, Mike, Steve, Pima Region 9. Steve, what's going on, my friend? Hey, not too much. Hey, I wanted to talk about the, 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 the port issue down there in uh, in Long Beach, okay. uh, et cetera. Yeah, what you got for me? There, there was a show on today, uh, it's called California Insider, mm-hmm. and I guess they had the director of the, uh, I, I forgot to send it to you. Uh-huh. Um, they had the director of the uh, Long Beach Port on the California Insider Epoch. Okay, I think that's what it's that's what it's called. All right, and and there was so much it was so much smoke and mirrors, so much Wizard of Oz stuff. He was talking. I was sitting there going, "It's just so phony. Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable." Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, California also has this thing going on uh, with. The uh, you know with the tree huggers and you know the the environmentalists and all the rest of that, mm-hmm. where basically California trucks are the only ones that can operate in California. You say California it, California it, trucks are the only trucks that can operate? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, basically, a bunch of trucks from from other states they don't have the emissions stuff that California. <laughs> Uh, have uh-huh. therefore it, they they can't operate in California. <laughs> they they can't come to California, pick the stuff up, and which to me is totally insane. And yeah. to me, it's just part of the plan. Part of the plan to begin with. Yeah. Uh, but but I'll get off here. But the, but the, the one that keeps up with that quite a bit is that uh, was it economic ninja or something like that. Uh-huh. It's, 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 is what his name is. Yeah, and and they're the trucking they're the trucking guy, uh, Sage News, I think it is. Mm-hmm. He, he's a trucking guy. Yeah, uh, and, and he keeps up with all of that stuff uh, pretty well. Yeah, and that's how I found out about about the situation with the trucking stuff. Uh-huh. Basically, California shutting everybody else out to come deliver the stuff, mm. which is which which is messed up. <laughs> you know. They, they they bring their truck into the state, and next thing you know, CHP and I mean the Highway Patrol and yeah, everybody else is jacking them up. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so so that's where it, it's always more to the story than we're being told. We get the headlines, you know, ports backed up, but then all the the asterisks and the bullet points as to why that's occurring happens to boil it boils down to regulation, whether it be the seaport, the seaport people can't come in because of regulation and testing, they got to quarantine Correct. and all that crap. And now you're saying the trucks. You know, if they're not a California trucks, then they don't pass the emission standard to be able to travel through the state and because all that crap. So it's just, man, it's, it's so doesn't that show us to how government is causing all of this? Like, you know, poor regulation, poor leadership, as well as a, an attended agenda plays along, plays all into this, man. It's it's crazy. And I'm sure that's, that's three that, that's three issues out of probably about 10. Go ahead. Absolutely. Totally manufactured. Mm hmm. And, and, and I mean, what other state that you can use other than New York and California to, to hold up all of these products, etc.? And you know that there's perishable items on those ships. Yeah. 
I mean, that, 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 that stuff's been sitting there for months. It, the, the food or whatever that's on there's no good anymore. And yeah. I heard even even le- leather products are are starting to mold. Mm. Yeah. So I, so that's that's another thing. All those shipping containers is no no telling what's inside of them. Of course, a lot of them are gadgets, you know, toys, and a lot of the retail stuff, the holiday seasons, you know, items are on there. But any any produce, whatever, months out there, weeks out there, it's been gone. But yet. They still might try to pump that crap out anyway. <laughs> exactly. Oh but, my yeah, but, but if guys, if, but if guys, if people want to keep up with um, with the tr- that trucking stuff, that mm-hmm. that guy Sage News, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yeah. But anyway, if you can't find it through him, you can find it through Economic Ninja you know, on 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 YouTube. Uh, but yeah, up. it's sad. But I'll go ahead and get off here and 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 let you guys uh, continue. But that is just sad that that's being done intentionally yeah and that interview from that from that dude from the port of long beach mm-hmm. on, on that uh california insider show mm-hmm. it, it, that, that's just sad yeah uh, and, and I'll, I'll just leave it there hey. anyway god bless bro and uh, uh blessings out and prayers for uh, the young lady that in florida that um yeah. uh that, that had somebody in that situation yeah the covid yeah, definitely. We're gonna pray for it tonight, man. So appreciate you calling in, Steve. All right. Be good. All right, take care. Yeah, be good. Bye. Uh, yeah, more news of regulation and government imposed uh, craziness, nonsense. Uh, Shayal, if I'm not, if I'm probably butchering that. I'm sure. Forgive me. Job nine twenty four says the earth is given into the hand of the wicked, which is what race. Um. Feel free to let me know what you're referring to as far as a race. Uh, what do you have in mind with that? I'm curious to hear. Let's get some more calls in here. Hello, caller. Which name are you calling from? Hello, good evening. Is this Brother Mike? Yes, it is. May I ask who I'm speaking with? Hello? Yes, hi there. Yes, this is Jonathan. Um, my name is Jonathan. I'm actually calling from the Caribbean. I'm in Trinidad and Tobago. Jonathan, nice. Um, to, nice. What's going on I, down there, man? I ain't never heard anybody from down there. Appreciate you for calling in. Yeah, I just really want to appreciate. I mean, I, I found out from you um, from uh, Maneco sixty four. Okay. Uh, this channel. Uh, yeah. So, um, Mike and Mario, sure. I just want to say you're doing a great job. Thank you, sir. And. Uh, and I appreciate that you're actually covering a lot of um, a variety of topics because the minute we start to get too concentrated into one specific topic, yeah, the problem is we lose sight of the whole macro picture. Correct. You know, Correct. I mean, Correct. for us here, I mean, like here in Jordan, we've seen the same inflation that you are seeing, but we'll see it a bigger, a much more, um, how to say, degree one because we we highly dependent on food imports, sadly, mm-hmm. because of poor fiscal and monetary policy and agricultural policy for decades now. Right. Because we ended up, um, we heavily dependent on oil and gas money for some time, mm-hmm. and the blessing turned into a curse. Yeah, where we, you know, so and as a result, we heavily require um, need food imports, mm-hmm. and we need U.S. dollars to do this, and. So right now in the country, there's actually, you might think, oh, well, the, the, the Fed is just pumping currency out, but mm-hmm. we actually have shortage of U.S. dollars here. There's a black market out for U.S. dollars that is really? much higher than what the bank trading at. Really? So, you know, so, so, I, I'm, not, so I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm, so, 
I'm not too familiar with with the, with the island there. So are are you guys? Do you guys have your own currency, or are you pegged and using a dollar? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have our we are a republic, so we have our own currency. Okay. And um, the thing is, it's like an exchange. It's like seven to one, seven Trinidad <laughs> dollars to one US dollar. Okay. So, um, yeah, and um, the thing is, we need the US dollars for trade. Yeah. Because it is the world reserve currency. Correct, correct. And in recent times, what we have been seeing is, uh, I mean, Chinese influence mm-hmm. in politics here. For a small island, I mean, yeah, we have some natural resources. Mm-hmm. We have an asphalt lake, one of the largest in the Western Hemisphere yeah. to, for building roads. Um, we have natural gas, oil, uh, you know, and cocoa, coffee, these things. Yeah. What we have been seeing is Chinese influence in terms of they are willing now to give us loans mm-hmm. that we w- would normally get it from the West, yeah. the IMF World Bank, mm. but there will be conditionalities. Yeah. But the Chinese, they are not giving us any conditionalities. They're saying, oh, you could take how much, whatever the loan, you know, you could pay it back at this interest rate. We, we don't have any conditionalities. But what we're seeing over the last decade or so, mm-hmm. when we are unable to pay back, Alone, yeah. we realized that we had to offer up maybe a mining license to extract asphalt yeah. to some Chinese company, or, or 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 when we do some new building project. Oh mm-hmm. well, that road, that entire highway, have to be built by a Chinese construction company. Yeah. How they get into the procurement process is another question <laughs> of corruption. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 that's just one thing about the US dollar that other countries may be looking at the US dollar at a different view from you all in the US. Right, right. You know, you all might say, oh well this thing is just this paper is fiat, it worth nothing true. Right. But however there are countries who are dependent with right. confidence. This is a confidence game. Right. There are islands like us and, and most of the Caribbean they really believe the US dollar is the world reserve currency and it, it has some real standing and no one is thinking outside the box. Right. So we are way behind the game, way behind you all in terms of realizing how bad the system is. Yeah. Now, so, so I, I, I so so I got a couple questions for you. So I'm actually pulling up, pulling up some uh, a little pulled up a little map here showing where you know some people are asking where yeah. you're from, and I, you know Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, so we're just off the coast of Venezuela. Yeah, so right like, off the coast of Venezuela. Like so, so yeah. I, I would assume, so you hear first news from Venezuela because you guys are right there. So I'm assuming a lot yeah. of Venezuelans are there yeah. as well. And yeah. what's that? What's that? What's that situation yeah. there as far as the locals dealing with Venezuelan directly? Uh, okay. No, I have a bias because in this because I am more or less highly nationalistic. Mm-hmm. So I believe in. In in terms of border protection, mm-hmm. we have very poor border protection. Yeah. So I am for legal immigration into the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, come, you get a work permit. You come and be productive. Yeah. Partake in society and, and have gains and take that gains with you. Mm-hmm. I am all for that. The illegal immigration, I am against that because... It results in a lot of human trafficking, mm. one, mm-hmm. and illegal substances coming across the border. Yeah. I mean, I know that firsthand. Right. And the police knows that firsthand, but they are helpless in, in doing anything because of government policy. Right. And what we hear from Venezuelans are what they are seeing, not just here in Trinidad, but they have family members in the U.S. as well. Mm-hmm. What they are seeing is what they were seeing in Venezuela six to ten years ago, mm. before this whole situation, where... 
the government started to take more and more control of the economy, mm-hmm. the centralization of the economy. And they, so what they are seeing now happening over here in Trinidad and in the U.S. Mm-hmm. is the same thing that they saw. So a lot of them are coming over. Mm-hmm. A lot are illegal, but most most of them are legal because they, go, they have there's a work permit system mm-hmm. where they could come apply for a work permit six months or whatever, and when they finish they could renew or go back. Yeah, but it's dire straits in 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 Venezuela, and it has been for a few years now. Mm-hmm. But the upper class, or let's say the the those who rub shoulders with the state in Venezuela, mm-hmm. they have okay lives in Caracas. Because mm-hmm. they get first preference to fuel and pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah. It's the rest of the population who bought in into the whole socialist idea, yeah. uh, they are the ones that suffer. Right. And it's a very, very sad story. I mean, I met a Venezuelan. Now, he came over illegally, mm-hmm. but just for a few months to get some work and go back. Yeah. Now, these, I am not saying that these illegal immigrants are not hardworking. They are very hardworking. They work harder than some of the locals here for yeah. less pay. Yeah. You know, so mm. they, they are in desperate need. Yeah. And he so was telling me, you know... Let me ask you another question. Sorry, because you let me, so, yeah. so, so in Trinidad, where you're at now, Trinidad, where you're at now, so uh, what's what's gas prices at the pump? Because you guys, you know, you know, you guys, you know, import your 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 oil. I'm assuming. So, what's your, what's gas prices at the pump right now? All right. So, firstly, we used to import. Um, first, we used to import. Um, ex- export actually fuel. Mm-hmm. We oh. had a refinery here oh, okay. where we would refine, break down oil products, and produce diesel and so forth. Mm-hmm. So now, right now, it's close. So for. This is the um, premium mm-hmm. uh, fuel, which is premium petrol. Mm-hmm. That would be close to, um, let me see if I could get it in US dollars for you, 4.95. So it's like 71 cents US per liter. Per liter, okay. 71% per liter. So it's four, yeah. four, is it 4.4 liters in a gallon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's by four, let me see. So it's like 2 dollars and um 80 cents us so for a premium that's well that's that's just pretty cheap that's premium yeah the regular the regular is more like 50 cents Mm -hmm. and diesel is somewhere just around there as well so that that sounds pretty cheap though even cheaper yeah (laughs) you wouldn't believe three years ago Mm -hmm. it was 25 cents us a liter because you guys have your own gas but we Because we had our own refinery. Yeah. The refinery shut down due to corruption again. Yeah. And now we have to import. And so it started going back up. Mm. So interesting. But, but that that is just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So another question. Yeah. On the island, do you guys have gold and silver coin shops where you can go to cash in your dollars or your Trinidad dollars? No. And no, so no, no. gold and silver shops. No. Can you can you can you uh no. like order them online in the US, have it sent there? Or is like the government not allowed no. in or no. Um, for the past five years, there's restrictions on bullion mm-hmm. and and coins. Mm. So they, you you can't bring that in without going through. Um, there's a permit system mm-hmm. you have to apply for. Yeah. And then you have to do some um, checks and balances for prevention of fraud and money laundering. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. And then you had to go through a, a broker and get a special certificate or whatever to. Import the bullion. Mm. 
And there is no one here to store bullion, no private vaults or anything. Yeah. Um, so mm. that is one. So so it's really hard to get bullion in the country. There is nobody selling bullion. Yeah. Um, I could tell you, I saw a one-ounce U.S. gold coin mm-hmm. here in Trinidad selling for, let me see if I could convert it quick. Doing math on the spot. <laughs> no, but no. So for those so those watching, we're, we're talking to a fellow community member down in Trinidad and Tobago. So he's giving us the rundown. So I appreciate you for, you know, you know, educating us because not too often we hear from people in our region. So, right. <laughs> so one ounce gold coin is thirty five hundred U.S. dollars. Thirty five hundred U.S. So this was like a this was like a just a, a one a one coin in a, in, a, in a store type of thing. Or this was a person who was selling it on a yeah, store. Yeah, in a jewelry store. In a jewelry yeah, we store. We get it in a jewelry store. So I went to a jewelry store to find out if they have any coins for mm-hmm. like collectors. And, and they had a one ounce eagle. And it was like two years ago. Mm. And yeah, 3,500. Wow. Now, how about yeah. how about the so, uh, cryptocurrencies? Do you guys, is that something that's real common amongst, you know, your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's gaining. I know I have been interested in it for mm-hmm. like five years now, mm-hmm. but I was only interested in it as a form of payment, mm-hmm. not as an investment, get rich quick kind of view of things. But yeah. yeah, a lot of people jumping into it now. For the past two years, um, since the whole COVID scenario, um yeah, people have been home and they have been researching, but a lot of people just intend for get rich quick. Yeah. However, in Venezuela, there are people using it for trade. Mm-hmm. So those who don't have access to um, like gold or silver or US dollars. Yeah. So those Venezuelans working in Trinidad, mm-hmm. they cannot take Trinidad dollars back to Venezuela. It's worthless. It, it can't help them because... <laughs> No one's really in hole in our currency. They yeah. need to find someone on the black market here in Trinidad to convert that to US dollars so, in order to go back to Venezuela. So, so what's the what's the going rate right now for US dollars on the black market in Trinidad? Between eight and ten dollars Trinidad dollars to mm. one US, and mm. at the bank between six and seven dollars. Mm. Six or seven dollars. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. it's not too high, but it carries a nice little premium, about about a thirty percent or so premium on top of it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just got yeah. educated. But, but you see, the thing mm-hmm. is, more and more people are getting into it. Like a lot of these Chinese mm-hmm. groceries mm-hmm. and restaurants, they would say, "Yeah, we accept US dollars at maybe seven fifty or or whatever," because and and I I I've seen people that. It's becoming more and more. We are losing. You see, maybe you guys think that it's just the US dollar losing value. Mm-hmm. In all other countries, their local currency is losing value too. Right, right. Because we see in all the value. I, I have seen in the last six months mm-hmm. rice, flour, sugar, and cooking oils gone up between 5 to 15% in six months. Yet the central bank will tell us the inflation rate is somewhere around three or four <laughs> percent. So it's the same skewing of numbers yeah. all over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that is the, so that is the situation down here. I mean, it's not a sad situation, but we are heading in the same direction because of the same thing: poor monetary policy. Correct. And I have been personally against all these IMF loans and World Bank um, World Bank loans. We have been taking for decades now. Mm-hmm. And we had warnings. 
we had a lot of warnings and I'll give you the, the big one of the biggest thing is one of the biggest warnings was in 1990 so in mm-hmm. the 1980s we had a recession mm-hmm. and there was a populist government that came to power mm-hmm. never before have we voted outside the two normal political parties yeah and this third party came about because people wanted change mm-hmm. and the minute the prime minister at that point in time started to say, listen, we need to stop taking all these IMF loans. We must, we should try and tighten our belts and try and live more sustainable, conservative. You know, we should try and export more rather than destroying our policies. Yeah. And this was in 1988, 89. In 1990, we suddenly had an attempted coup by mm-hmm. an extremist Islamic group. Mm-hmm. They went in parliament, shot the prime minister, shot the minister of national security. The prime minister managed to live mm-hmm. and order the army to step in and that coup was stopped mm-hmm. and since then no one ever no politician ever mm-hmm. came out and said we should stop borrowing money from the IMF or we should stop borrowing money from the World Bank mm-hmm. or we should stop going to these western institutions and begging or we or no one dares to speak of mm-hmm. or let's talk about our own sovereignty and build our own policies towards a better country on our own terms, rather than seeking Western help all the time. That's not so. All these politicians here, they march the same line. Yeah. They're all in the same, they all, they all in the same game, man. Oh man. Well, well, listen, man, I appreciate you calling and keeping us up to date. So another question that was thrown out there for you is that what's the policy on uh, the requirements for people to, take that jab or not is that something that's being pushed what are the other islanders what are they saying Very about that much so. i am appalled to see how far they have pushed this thing man um mm-hmm. he entered that so initially it started off with just simple mask wearing and social distancing mm-hmm. then it stepped up this year into so right now they were forcing children to take it to go back to school mm-hmm. but because a lot of parents stood up and said no um, they were forced to make the requirements less. So now they are allowing certain forms, mm-hmm. uh, one, like um, in high school. Mm-hmm. So uh, so they're now starting to let them come in. Mm-hmm. So they're still doing that. However, a lot of the government, because they locked down a lot of small businesses and medium businesses, mm-hmm. for these businesses to be allowed to open back, they must. They are mandating or making it, making coercion mm-hmm. in the form of a quasi form of uh, legislation, which mm-hmm. is not really legislation, but you know, to a form where people feel compelled or coerced mm-hmm. to take the the the, the um, how to say medical yeah. co- contravention. Yeah. And um, and so a lot of people are just taking it because. I, I've heard too many people saying, yo, I just have to take it because I'll lose my job or if I don't take it home, I got to survive and keep and take care of my children. Yeah. You know, so most people are just taking it because they are left with no choice because they have debts to pay. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, I mean, you can't blame them. Uh, everybody has to make the choice on their own, but it's right. being forced upon us and the only justification the government gives is, oh, the World Health Organization said so. The yeah. World Health Organization approved this to be so. <laughs> and the CDC in the U.S. also is so. So we should we should continue and, and follow suit. So right. we're just following what the big nations are doing. Right. That's what it is. Right. Hey, man, well, I appreciate you for calling in 
and uh, no, giving us the rundown. I appreciate what you're doing. You appreciate know, keep you. Keep your faith. Thank keep you. Keep your trust in the Lord. And, and we should, I think, pray is one of the big things. I'm uh, glad you're touching it from time to mm-hmm. time. Appreciate you, this war is a spiritual one. Yes. And it manifesting in the physical. So we just need to be prepared. I understand. Hey, appreciate you, man. Keep us posted on what's going on, Donna. Good to hear Thank from you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Man, that was uh wow. A lot of information there. So, man, and that's one of the benefits of being able to, you know, give you guys a chance to call in and let your voice be heard. You hear about other people's lives and stories and stuff like that. Priceless, man. Appreciate you for calling in. So we got some more calls here. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? This is Nick Jumas in Tampa, Florida. How you doing, man? Nick, I'm doing good. What's going on in Tampa? Oh, uh, I really enjoyed the last caller. I got to say, we need more people from overseas to mm-hmm. call us and give us the 411 on what's going on. So yes, if the sir. last caller is listening, I appreciate you. Definitely, definitely. Yes, man. What's going on when you're not going to woods? Uh, Senate Bill 2006, vaccine passports. Wanted to talk about that real quick, but also wanted to touch on the oil since we were on the topic real quick. I was just looking at a chart mm-hmm. on the uh, EIA.gov website mm-hmm. for Florida specifically just to see the historical price of gasoline. Uh-huh. Um, we're inching back up to all-time highs on it. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed is that the barrel of oil is not at all-time highs, mm-hmm. but we're paying near all-time highs in gas. So what's mm. going to happen when the barrel of oil goes back to all-time highs? I know input costs have increased and, you know, employee costs may have increased, you know, costs on everything are going up, right? Yeah. But just think to yourself that we're basically paying almost four bucks a gallon down here and the barrel of oil is only about half of what it was back at the all-time high in like mm. 07, 08. Yeah. So it kind of feels like we're getting scammed a little bit. What do you think about that? Um. So based upon that well, that, that, that well-defined breakdown there uh, of the price action and the fact that it's not really uh, making sense, I would assume that it's a direct, uh, some type of direct manipulation of the prices. In, it's somewhere in, in, in between the mediary, the mediaries of the actual oil prices all the way to the pump. Like the whole idea of the supply chain crunch, all the stuff. These narratives that are given to us, they're they're government induced to some capacity. Now, how that how they manage to pull that off, I have no clue. But that is a great point you mentioned. That once the barrel of oil takes off, then what do we expect to pump for oil at that point? So. Um, that's just my little thoughts on it off just hearing how you broke it down. But I actually pulled up the uh, EIA.gov now <laughs> to look at it further. I've never really dive into this, but, um, uh, just more, it sounds like more it, of it a deliberate like attack. Things are a little tilted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing I like, just, um, thinking about that, it doesn't really make sense, but then again, that's what we're experiencing. So there's some, conf- there's some craziness or some confusion in the middle somewhere where, <laughs> Oh, man. Now, what, what's up with our, on our Senate bill you're referring to as well? So Senate Bill 2006 was a bill banning vaccine passports. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it was passed and signed by Governor Ron DeSantis uh, back in May of this year. Okay. Um, I've campaigned with some of these people. I actually ran for Pasco County Mosquito Control when I was 18. I've never missed an election. Mm-hmm. I'm a super primary voter. I take it as a sacred duty as an American. Yeah. No matter if the election's rigged or not, you know, I see it as my duty to get out there and, and cast my vote. Right. So I've campaigned with a lot of these guys, Wilton Simpson, Chris Sprouls, uh, you know, all the people and all the Republicans in the Florida legislature. I've known these guys for a while now, mm-hmm. and they all voted for this bill. So this yeah. bill 
what it does is it says private organizations cannot ask you about your vaccine status mm -hmm. on any vaccination. And then in the same bill, if you read it, and I believe it's on page 34, if you pull up the official bill uh, on the Florida legislature's website, Senate Bill 2006, okay. it says that the state health director has the authority to declare a public health emergency, isolate you, quarantine you, take you out of your house, and force vaccinate you. So this bill that bans a private organization from asking you about vaccines mm -hmm. allows the state to do exactly that, allows them to force vaccinate you. Nobody's asking questions about why that was put in the bill. Mm -hmm. Me, personally, mm -hmm. I believe in freedom. Right. I do not believe in degrees of freedom. You yeah. either have freedom or you don't have freedom. Right. There's really no in, in between for me. So mm. I'm going to read you a quote from a paper uh, that's quoting Ron DeSantis, mm -hmm. and he says, in Florida, your personal choice regarding vaccinations will be protected, and no business or government entity will be able to deny you services based on your decision. Yeah. So, direct quote from DeSantis. So, I want to analogize this for people because, yeah. you know, being a person that wants to run for office, it helps to simplify things. You mm -hmm. know what a two by four is? Yes, I do. Did you, do you know that a two by four is not two by four inches? Mm, uh, one no, and a half inches by three and a half inches. Okay. I never measure one to outright, but go ahead. <laughs> so a modern day two by four that mm -hmm. they're telling us, they're selling it to us as a two by four. Yeah. It's not a two by four. It's a one and a half by a three and a half. Now you can go into the old country, the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia, West Virginia, go to any place that's got an old barn or an old tobacco barn or an old shed or anything. And you can see what a real two by four is. You can look at the difference and see the difference. But every day in modern America, we're being sold two by fours and it's not a mm -hmm. two by four. Yeah. And this is a perfect analogy for everything going on right now. We're being sold a load of BS. We're being told it's one thing, mm -hmm. but it's really another thing. And we just blindly accept it without question. Yeah. Very true. And, and isn't it interesting how all the BS we're sold is usually packaged in a nice, pretty package with a nice title? You know, I'm, so I'm looking at an article right now referring to what you're talking about, but it talks about Florida bill, bill banning uh, the vaccine passports. Then it said contains hidden clause allowing for mass forced vaccination. So I'd imagine the initial announcement of that, you know, Section Bill 206 was exciting because it looked like some things were being banned. But squeeze in the middle and fine print what most people don't tend to read is the is what they really want to get to. But they got to have they got to find a way to put it into law without it being revealed outright. So I'd imagine every state has some like that probably on the books or getting ready to be passed. They got one paragraph that tells a real agenda, but it's packaged up in a nice, pretty package as if it's going to be something beneficial for us. So uh, it just makes me wonder more about your governor, because he sounds good and it looks like he's doing a lot of great things. But once again, he he's he knows what the real agenda is. Now, why is he is he intentionally playing a good guy amongst all the bad guys out there or what? what? What's your thought on that? I think all these guys are bought and paid for in order to get anywhere in politics. You mm -hmm. got to get on your knees and, you know, do the business, yeah. so to speak. Um, but but see, but, but know, then I, my thing is, like, OK, so 
you're selling your soul, you're selling out your people. But what, what's I guess everybody has a number, but what really do you stand to win if humanity is completely taken over? Majority of the population is no longer here. Like, what do you really stand to gain? Would be my question, which is not I'm not asking that to you, but that's what I, that's why I don't understand. Like, how evil can things be to where what do you stand to win? What is your family, your children's children's children stand to win by you participating right now? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how, do, how does that help anybody to lie to people? The worst thing you can do as an American, the worst thing you can do as a human being mm-hmm. is lie to another man or woman. You know, yeah. hold a shiny object in your left hand and in your <laughs> right hand, you've got a knife waiting for them. But yeah. What do they stand to gain? I don't know. You know, they're fluffing their own ego and narcissism because they get to be in the public spotlight and they get to have power over people. Yeah. What's going on in this country is absolutely sick. Mm-hmm. My both my parents came from Greece over on a boat. The immigration process was long. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to undergo vaccinations, and you know, the vaccinations back then uh, weren't as tested as they were now. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying all vaccines are bad. Right. Um, you know, some vaccines have, uh, you know, have some benefit. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of wonky things going on in this country. And I would just ask anybody listening to this stream live, or anybody listening later. You know, question things, mm-hmm. look deep into things. Yeah. Don't just accept, like blindly accept things. Because you know, I've been a registered Republican since I was in high school. I thought these people were my friends. Mm. Um, turns out they're not our friends. They're yeah. selling us down the river. And we really can't trust anybody in public office. There's a huge trust deficit. What do they have to, what do they stand to gain? Right. I don't know, man. But it's really <sighs> concerning. Yeah, very um, much so. You know, we, uh, we have children being, uh, raised by single parent households. We have, uh, children being raised in schools by the state, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mom and dad go to work and they take out a mortgage and they take out a car loan and this loan and that loan. And, uh, all of a sudden, you know, they've got no time to raise their children properly. And we've got the state nannying everybody Mm -hmm. just see, you know, this country is going in the wrong direction, man. Good people need to stand up and start speaking the truth because, you know, I don't blame people for, for not wanting to run for office, but, you know, if we had everybody at the same time in all jurisdictions mm-hmm. across this country register to run for office, who cares if you win or lose? Who cares about the money? What matters is that you get out in the public space, you get in these people's faces, because when you register to run, mm-hmm. you're going to get invited to the same events that these bigwigs are going to. Yeah. Somebody needs to be there in their face on the debate stage asking these important questions. As far as I see it, no candidate should run in a district without having to answer directly to the people, having to answer tough questions. Right. Um, Good point. Well, hey, man, I I appreciate you calling and sharing your thoughts. Good to hear from you. And uh, yeah, keep keep the fight going, man. Appreciate you for chiming in and sharing your thoughts and bringing that bringing that information to our attention, because I never heard about that. uh, That's uh, that bill there. So I'm definitely pass this along. So thank you, my friend. Likewise. Thanks for your time. I'll stay listening. Be good. Yeah. Yeah, man, man, man. That's good stuff there. So once again, I mean, that's that's quite informative. I, I didn't know nothing about this. So I'll definitely pass this along just so get so get people to thinking about what's really going on. So and that's where I, I've always questioned all political figures, because if they're if they're in a position of power, it's no doubt they've been compromised. They're either already bought and paid for or they're in that position because of their ego or whatever to where they want more. And so just like, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. Maybe I, I won't understand it. That's probably fine. That's fine. But it's just the fact that as a you know father, you know, as a husband, 
you know, you want to do the best you can for your family. But then again, you got all these people outside your home and around you that literally means your harm. Yeah, it's different, a different way to put things into perspective. But, 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 but we know in the end we win, man. Now it's just a matter of getting navigating through these times and being effective for the kingdom of God amongst all this chaos, knowing that despite all the stuff that's being thrown at us, we still have an assignment. You know, each and every one of us have an individual assignment that we're uh, uh, supposed to fulfill in this life in a, in a collective sense. Like we all have a role to play in the bigger picture. And it's a, a part of it is basically enjoying the blessings we have while here, but also it's more important about the eternal side of things. And that's where, you know, it's kind of hard to really truly, truly wrap your mind around it at full speed. But, uh, I try, man, I try. Anyway, let's talk. Phone lines are open. We go a couple more minutes. We'll love to hear your thoughts. See a lot of, you know, interesting feedback in the, in the chat there, but, uh, man, it's been a real engaging, uh, discussion tonight. So I appreciate you guys for chiming in. So for those that might just be coming in, I started off, I'll just piggyback real quick on some of the articles I touched on, but I talked about uh, the FDIC, <laughs> the Federal Deposit of Insurance Corporation, looking to add BTC holdings <laughs> onto the bank's balance sheet to basically help shore them up because they don't have enough paper to back you up as a depositor. So I think they're probably sitting about maybe 1%, if that, of the total deposits in commercial banks. So they need a little bit of insurance themselves and they probably will look to do it and hold Bitcoin as well because Bitcoin is basically just a magnet for currency. So it's going to counter. So as fiat currencies depreciate, cryptocurrencies will just appreciate value, helping absorb all this liquidity, prolonging the system. So that's all it's designed for until they're ready to pull the plug. And so I was thinking about different analogies on how I could talk about Bitcoin and in a way where in the long run, it's a digital Trojan horse. Like it's being sold as this miraculous game changing earth, you know, mankind saving weapon or tool against the deep state. But then again, it's created by the same people that's orchestrating all this at some capacity, whether it be DARPA or whoever. And it's that what's inside of it. We don't know. We know on the surface it's, it absorbs all this fiat currency, giving the people of getting, giving the people the illusion and the feel of getting rich because we are, you are getting rich in, do, in nominal terms, but then again, it's what's inside the Trojan horse we don't know nothing about. And of course, technology at some point will, will reveal what's really going on because it's computer code. And computer code created by man is obviously something it's something that can be broken by man as well. If not man, the AI and the quantum computers and the robotics, robots definitely in the future, they'll probably address that with no problem. Just my opinion. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Mike, Tony from Oakland, one more TV. again. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I told LBP I wasn't going to call in, man, but I, I, I just couldn't help Couldn't help, help yourself. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> What's going on, man? Bring it to me. What you got? <laughs> well, I just want everybody to understand how these bills get passed. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the lobbyists, uh, you know, are former congressmen, former uh, people in Congress and government. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go out and they... they get these independent companies mm-hmm. and they set up a, a, a lobbying firm and yeah. they lobby the, the um, they lobby Congress and they hand them the bill Con- and Congress marks their, uh, put their marking on it. And it goes to committee committee mm-hmm. puts their marking on it and it goes back to the house house puts their marking on it and they hand it back to the lobbyist mm-hmm. and the lobbyist says that's too much. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they horse trade within that. And, and this is all behind the scenes, a horse trade with that. Mm-hmm. And then, 
if everybody agrees, that bill gets passed and yeah. that lobbyist gets money. He gets a cut and a kickback <laughs> to the people that actually passed the bill for him. Yeah. And that's why government is ran. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so the, the, I mean, your last caller. Yeah, it sounds good and it sounds great. I wonder who that Chris Power is because I went to school with one. But uh-huh. uh, uh, that last caller was 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 great in a, in a in a uh, ideal world. But we're you know we're hundreds of years past an ideal world when it comes yeah. to government. Yeah, and uh, and I, I I I hate to say this, but I I think it's over. I mean, really, because look how many people took a jab. Jab is compliance to me. Well, see, once again, the, the numbers they're giving us, like, you know, the Biden says, you know, over 60 percent, 70 percent. And the number, of course, keeps going up on their side. But they, if they lied about the simple things, why wouldn't they lie about the complicated things as well? So in the oh, lotteries yeah. and all that stuff, they try to the gimmicks. They didn't really it wasn't as effective as they wanted to. So I don't think we I don't I don't think we actually know the real numbers. May, and they may know them. they lying to us, though. So I don't think it's over with yet. But you know, go ahead. They know the real numbers because they just uh, uh, offset it with the number of jabs they handed out and mm-hmm. how many they threw away. And uh, the mm-hmm. FDA, if you look on YouTube, the FDA has a website, and they did the panel a couple weekends ago mm-hmm. uh, uh, before they approved this uh, for the kids. And they said they only had 76, uh, uh, 70, 760,000. It's, it's uh, a quarter of the people vaccinated, a quarter of the people. For, so that's why they're saying that, that you and I are saying it didn't work because, you know, if you only get a quarter of the people vaccinated, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out of 300,000, one third at least. Yeah. You, you got 100,000. Uh, you mean 100 million? That, that, we got 300, yeah, million. Thank Three, you. Yeah, 300 million, 320, 337 million. You're vac- saying 100 million 100 people? Vac- yeah, vaccinated, mm-hmm. and uh, and and then too, they they said that the John they were mad at the Johnson and Johnson people because they lied about their test. They only did a test uh, a two month study mm-hmm. after they gave the initial second shot, and it was like you know we could have used a better number than what you're giving us here today. But based on the numbers you've given us, mm-hmm. we're going to pre-approve the kids get a lesser dose, but still pre-approve that they can get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Moderna gave them a better number, but the efficacy. Yeah. And there's, there's, so what's that tell me is that they give you these shots and if you're immune compromised, mm-hmm. then there's a good possibility you ain't going to make it. Yeah. You know, yeah. but if you go and get these shots, they start to wane after two months and that they wane up to like 60% yeah. in six months. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's just a game that they, they, they play and I don't know if they're giving sugar water or, or what they're giving, <laughs> yeah. but you know, uh, the, the people that have issues and overweight are the ones that are, are, are feeling the effects of it mm-hmm. and get your vitamin D up yeah. and get your weight down. Yeah. And, and, uh, you <laughs> know, just, cardio just up. Go up. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. point, man. Yeah. Good thoughts, man, 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 man. So I'm looking at uh, somebody in the chat mentioned about uh, Sandy O'Connor, uh, who is a part of the FDIC and she's also on the board of XRP, <laughs> and she's a former J.P. Morgan banker, <laughs> so she's but, basically uh, part of the cesspool of criminals. XRP. Yeah, I tell you about XRP. Uh, if you, you know Reggie, Re- Reggie Mills. Yeah, yeah. He's doing some some, some uh, podcasts here lately, and, mm-hmm. and he's coming all out about everybody. You mm-hmm. know that he's just he's trying to get. You know, he made he got the patent on DeFi. Right. Uh, he's going after all these people that that are using his uh, using his stuff. Yeah. Uh, telling them to cease and desist, or you're gonna have to pay. Yeah. But uh, 
he he came out and said XRP is a is is a good one for what they got, and they hired the biggest guns mm-hmm. who know how to get around the SEC. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of if you're going to pay the SEC, or you're going to you're going to hold something over their head, like it, like you could, the 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 people doing government. I got yeah. something on you. You you need to pass this bill, type thing. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's it's all a game, man. It's yeah. all a game, and, and we we need to stop playing the game. And I, they 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 need our attention. Right. That's the problem. We yeah. give them our attention, and then that's when they start to go to work. Once we stop giving them our attention and start moving on with the the real life, mm-hmm. the God life, yeah. And then they, they, they'll go away because they can't fight that. They can't fight what's natural. Right. They can only give you what's fake. Hey. And we eat it up left and right. A hundred percent. It, 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 it right. entertains Let's us. It keeps our attention. Appreciate you, man. Oh, I appreciate you. Yeah, be good. Have a good one. You too. Uh, bye. Yeah. Wow. Uh, good stuff, man. So, so I, I do see that whole Sandy O'Connor. And so this is just more of the mind games that they're playing under the surface as to their real agenda on the role of the digital asset space in our lives they for years and years and years shot it down now they're jumping on board wanting to bring it to the forefront and you better believe this sandy o'connor and all her you know colleagues they've been holding big bags of all the major digital assets in the form of the crypto space forever she they probably got big bags of all these because they knew the timing of all this and how it will be rolled out and the narrative that they will play to get it to this point to where we're now talking about the FDIC looking to hold it on their balance sheet. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, it is what it is, man. But we're here and the economist cover told us in 1987, if I'm not mistaken, about the end of fiat currencies as they're burning right now. We're witnessing them burn. And if, just for old time's sake, I love bringing up the economist cover and just because it's so so timely it's so timely the world happens to be crumbling right now from a monetary and a fiscal standpoint side of things but yet this uh cover here they told us ahead of time expect a new world currency get ready for a world currency and it looks like they they they're they wanted to they're portraying the image that it's going to be btc but of course, as we're seeing with XRP and Stellar and all the other bankers coins, that's what they're going to run the final chains on more than likely once the yeah real truth is exposed as to all those other projects. Anyway, I'm going on, but I'm not. Let's get ready to dial back. I uh, appreciate everybody for hanging out with us tonight. If you've enjoyed the back and forth as well as a great call ins, man, a lot of great information dropped tonight. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys for participating. It is a people's talk show. So a place to give you uh, give you a chance to uh, let your voice be heard. So hit that thumbs up button if you don't mind. And then also let's close out with a little bit of prayer. I want to definitely lift up uh, uh, Mama Bear's uh, husband who's dealing with uh, the whole illness situation that's been thrown at us and wishing the best and a speedy recovery as well as all the other brothers and sisters that have succumbed to ailments of any kind. Let's uh, just, you know, plead the blood over them and, and, and let the Lord do his work in them and through them and for them and allow him to get the glory for what he's going to do. 
But Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, once again for the opportunity to join tonight, Lord, as a community. We ask that you would just touch each and every person who comes through this channel, who comes through this community, Father, that you would do great things in their lives, Father. Draw them closer to your son. Allow them to know their part of this puzzle or this piece of, of this life that you have for us, Lord, and how and how and what role we play in it, Lord. We ask that you just continue to do great things uh, in your body, Father, in this day and age, allow us to continue to push forward in faith and in power, Lord, allowing your word to be preached and the good news to be proclaimed uh, to those that know you and those that don't, so we can all stay sharp on our toes and keeping our faith, our faith sharp against the attacks of the enemy, Lord. We just thank you for all that you have done and will do. We ask that you be with all our brothers and sisters dealing with the ailment of any kind, that you bring them through this, Father, and allow them to uh, have a testimony on the end of their journey through all this, Lord. We ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, people. That's all she wrote. It was fun as always. Appreciate you guys for hanging out. Uh, let's do it again tomorrow night. And also tomorrow night, uh, 8 p.m., uh, Jeff Nielsen will be joining us, former guest RTD, very knowledgeable and uh, going to just you know share his two cents from a uh, macro standpoint. And so I'd love to have you guys check in with us at 8 p.m. and give us some questions. And so I have a, usually, you know, I got a gang of questions I can ask, but I want to make sure it's an RTD Q&A. So I want to give you guys a chance to throw out some questions to him as well. So uh, join us tomorrow at 8 p.m. and uh, we can make it work. But other than that, be blessed, be safe, and I will see you guys later. Peace. Visit Rethinking the Dollar throughout the day. Your place for news on metals, gold, crypto, you name it. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll get a chance to see the daily videos, the recommended videos, and more importantly, the five reasons to unplug from the monetary matrix, with the first one being the awakening period. Step number one, test your dollar IQ. 10 simple questions, average is 60%. Follow up with the alternative perspective with the monetary reports. Consider becoming a supporter of the Rethinking the Dollar platform via Patreon. Get a chance to hang out off air as well as additional information that can't be discussed on YouTube. Any support is helpful. With the crackdown on alternative media, the best thing to do is to connect off air. Scroll down to the very bottom. You can find Rethinking the Dollar on Telegram, Audio, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, you name it. The most important ones will be the email list where you can get notified weekly, the Discord page, and make sure you connect on Telegram. And last, don't forget to visit the RTD store where you can get merchandise as well as additional information and resources. And most importantly, scroll down to the bottom and get your weight up with all the limited edition rounds only available on the RTD store.